0: Welcome back to another episode of Gem's podcast with Genesis Amaris Temp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire and motivate. Sit back, relax and enjoy this segment.
1: Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Anna Rona. And here's a bit about Anna. Anna is a holistic lifestyle guide and human design consultant, helping people reach their full potential through physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional wellness by empowering them to live their life by design, not by default. She has been working with human design and studying human potential for over 15 years and brings a wealth of information on connecting body, mind, and spirit. Through her unique coaching programs and courses, Anna specializes in offering transformation and clarity so you can create magic and miracles, stay in the flow, and live your life on purpose. Anna's goal is to help uncommon knowledge become common, to educate, inspire, and serve. And without further ado, the woman of the hour, Anna Rona. Hi, Genesis. Thank you so much for having me today. My pleasure, Anna. And thank you so much for being here on GEMS Podcast, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate? And what better way to do it than talk about human design? So I'm sure the listeners and viewers are probably wondering, what is human design? So let's start by unpacking the definition of human design, and then we're going to go deep diving, Anna. Certainly. So human design is a
2: pretty recent system that came about, I think, in 1986. It was downloaded by a gentleman who is a very scientifically minded individual, and he had this Really profound experience where all this information was given to him, and he thought he went crazy. He wanted to get rid of the information, and he was convinced by a friend of his to keep it. And that information actually turned into this human design system that we know of today. And what it basically is it's the four ancient wisdoms of the planet. So it's got the I Ching, it's got astrology. Got the chakra system, and it's got the tree of life from the Kabbalah. So it takes these four wisdoms and combines them into one system. And what I love about Genesis is that it's it's also biologically based and scientifically based. So they were talking about something called neutrinos before science ever even proved they existed. This, these are tiny, tiny little particles of matter that are like little messengers that take the information from the stars and the cosmos and the planets and they imprint them into human form when somebody is born. And it also is based on biology. So it's our 64 genetic codons are encoded into the system as well, which is why I find it so accurate. So this system, I've been working with it personally for 15 years and helping my clients for over a decade. And I just find that when people discover more about who they are based on human design doors open, light bulbs go off, people have revelations, people start to cry. I've had clients start crying that they feel they've been understood for the first time in their entire lives just by understanding what their unique human design is.
1: So Anna, what led you to get involved in human design? Because I know you've been doing it for 15 years. That's a long time and helping your clients over a decade, but there had to be something internally or maybe externally that prompted you to go down this path. And what was that? That's a great question.
2: I was at a point in my life where things weren't going so well. I had hit rock bottom and had to make a whole series of changes and reinvent myself and start to learn to love myself again. So I was on this journey now for maybe a year or two and a friend of mine told me about a lady who was going to be teaching something. She didn't even know what it was. She just said, I think you'd be interested in it. So can you come check it out? So I went to check it out and I heard this lady talk about this system and I'd never heard of it before. And it was intriguing to me. It was intriguing enough that I wanted to book a reading with her. So I booked a reading with her. This lady was actually visiting here from the United Kingdom. I booked a reading with her, and she told me so many things in that reading, many of which I'm still gaining wisdom on today. And that sparked my love of human design. And it just kept getting deeper and deeper as I started learning more about the system. I wanted to know how she can tell me things about myself that were in this chart that she was reading? Like, how is it so accurate? Like, I wanted to learn how to read that chart myself. And then once I slowly started to learn that, I would help my friends and family at first. And again, the accuracy with which information is presented led me to just want to dive deeper and deeper into learning this, this amazing system.
1: So if I heard you accurately, it started with you having a spiraling downward where you felt like you were hitting rock bottom. You didn't really know who Anna Anna was, and you wanted it to become better and you needed something to help you. And this something happened to be way of human design, but it came because someone intervened and said, Hey, there's a lady that's teaching this. I think you would enjoy it. So had that lady never told you about this other lady that was teaching it, do you think you would have gotten here or would it have taken you a lot longer? That's a great question. I could have gotten to the same place
2: I am today, but it could have been a completely different path. So I was already on, I had started the trajectory of, I was healing myself from an abusive relationship. There was a little bit of trauma in my life. There was addiction issues. So I was healing myself from all of this. I started with belly dancing lessons. That was the thing that brought me back into my body. And then this came along, human design. So I have no idea if I would have gotten exactly where I am today had I not known this information. What I can tell you is that I wish I had known this information sooner about myself. And that's what a lot of my clients say is like, wow, if I had known this in my teens and I even I even coached some parents to start training their kids to work with their human design, that's going to be the new generation of people who are living more in the flow, who have better opportunities in life, who are more self-confident. Yeah,
1: And you mentioned the reading, the lady went through a reading and you mentioned a chart. Was this chart back then called human design or what type of reading was it? And whenever she first went through the reading, did you have your guard up? Did you feel like it was woo-woo or were you just at the point where you're like, you know what, I have to try something because if I don't try something, I don't know where I'm going to end up. What was that experience like? And then we're going to dive further and further into human design because I definitely want you to really connect with the listeners and the viewers as well as me because I'm learning about this and I don't want to make any assumptions because you know what they say when you make assumptions it makes an ass out of you and i and y'all i'm not going to be anyone's ass today because we're on this journey together
2: yeah so let me take myself back to that moment i love your inquisitive questions they're really really powerful so yeah i was kind of always intrigued with things like astrology so i think most people know their their sun sign right they talk about i'm a taurus i'm a gemini i'm an aries So I'd always been a little bit interested in that world. That's why I think my friend introduced me to this lady, because she says, I think it has something to do with astrology, (laughs) which it does. It does have something to do with astrology, but that's only a quarter of it. So when I was getting the reading, it's interesting because some of the information she gave me was spot on. And I really resonated with it deeply. And other information that she gave me didn't sound like me at all. And I later learned why that is working with my clients, the clients who I work with who are a little more self-aware, a little more on a path of growth and a little more on a path of discovery, more about the deeper level of who they are and why they're here. Most of those clients really resonate with the information human design can provide and they can validate who they already are and just say, okay, yes, I'm on the right path. Thank you for saying this because this is what I thought, but I wasn't sure. I get things like that from those kind of clients. There's another group of clients that I work with who are completely lost in life, who just, they need to make other, at a crossroads, they don't know where to go. They need some kind of change and they come and they get a human design reading. And for them, sometimes the information doesn't land in the beginning. And the reason is because they've been living their entire lives out of alignment with who they really are. So if you think about it, Genesis, we're born into this world. We have our parents have to train us everything, the language, the body movements, we learn from people around us, and we go to school, then we have our media, social media. Back when I was a girl, it was like film and television and billboards and magazines and all that trying to tell us how to behave, who to be, how to act in this situation, what to say. Even something as simple as making a decision. So many of us are taught to get into our brains, write down a list of pros, write down a list of cons, weigh out your options, right? And that's how we're taught to make decisions in life. Whereas human design comes along and says, well, no, that's wrong. That's not how you make decisions for anybody. And there's all these different ways that you could be but we're trying to strip away all the conditioning that has been put upon us our entire lives and now we're going to show you human design shows who you're really born to be in this world so I find the people who come to me who are very far removed from who they were born to be are often not so resonant with the information they receive but what ends up happening in time is I always give my clients a recording and now we're starting to actually work with them one-on-one in coaching situations where they come back to me and I help them work through this. And the more they realize, okay, they try something out that I that I give them a suggestion. They try it out and they get a certain result. And once that happens once, then they realize that, oh wow, okay, so you're, so you're telling me I don't necessarily have to continue being the way I was. I actually now have permission to step into this person, which is probably more natural for them to be in the first place. So that's where I was when I had my reading. I was kind of half and half. I was just starting my journey of, of self-discovery. So some of it resonated. And then the other part was just like, what is she talking about? For example, she told me I'm not meant to be competitive. Genesis, I grew up playing sport in high school. I was on maybe five or six different sports teams. And what do they always teach us? Where we want to win, we want to play our best, you know, be competitive, right? So I thought, of course I'm competitive. Why are you telling me I'm not? And so that didn't resonate with me at all until later on, the more I sat with this information and the more I started to realize, I really don't care about winning or losing. I just play for the sport. I play for the getting me in shape. I play for the fun of it. That's why I engage in physical team activities, and that started to land as my truth. But in the beginning, I was raised a certain way that I'm supposed to be competitive. I started to identify as, yes, I am competitive. And when someone came along and said, no, you're actually not supposed to be, it's not natural for you to be competitive. I challenged it at first, but the truth eventually always emerges. And then I was like, you know what? There's, there's gold in this because I am not a competitive person. And I, I guess now that I've let go of thinking I have to be competitive, that's just one example that I got.
1: And I like that example. And I love the way that you broke it down, Anna, because as you were breaking it down, this is how I intercepted it. And it may be different, but I've pretty much thought of it this way. It's almost like our bodies are a computer sometimes. And we have hardware and we have software. The hardware and software keeps getting at it by our family members, our friends, the environment, and so many things that are attached to us. So many voices that we hear, so many things that people are telling us to do, the pressures of the world and society, and all of that is getting loaded onto us. So it's programming us, but whenever we know who we are and not just what we are or what we want to be, then we go through this self-discovery. And during that self-discovery, you have to deprogram yourself. And while you're deprogramming yourself, you're finding out who you are at the core. And as you find out who you are at the core, you're telling yourself, I'm okay to not be what people want me to be. I'm okay not being what my family members think of me, I'm okay, not relying on what my friends say about me because they're not living my life. I have to live life for me and live life on my terms by viewing things with my own eyes. So you're changing your lens, you're getting rid of the blinders, and you're seeing things clearly. And as you see things clearly, you begin to focus. And you mentioned early on there are four things that go into human design. You talked about the chakras. You talked about, you know, the readings, you talked about Kabbalah and I forgot the other thing. So I want you to talk about those four different things and how each one of them is significant. And the one that stood out to me most is chakras. Cause I used to practice yoga and I did yoga with my Indian yoga teacher from community college. And then her and I became really good friends and she invited me to home. And when someone invites you to their home, that's their sanctuary. That's their personal place. And so she was teaching me about some of the Indian dishes and the chakras. And when I told my family about it, who my family, I'm Afro-Latina. So my dad was from South America, from Curaçao, so off the tip of Venezuela. And my mom is from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, so the West Indies. And when I told them about the different chakras, they laughed at me. They're like, oh, you're so crazy. But then there's different chakras that our body goes through and those are the energies. So I want you to tell the listeners and viewers about it because I'm not a SME in the area and I've forgotten some of the things. So talk about those four areas and let's bridge the gap. And let me know if my understanding and analysis kind of went along with what you just described.
2: Oh my goodness. I loved everything you said. It was spot on. And that's what I do with my coaching clients as well is we learn how to reprogram the, the computer, right? The hardware in our brains that based on the thinking we have, based on our beliefs, that's who we end up showing up as. So yes, human design is a wonderful tool to give us permission to be more of who we are. I love the way you said that, Genesis. So the four key components are the tree of life, Kabbalah, the chakra system, the I Ching, and the astrology. So how it works is there's something called a life chart. So it's basically a little pictograph of a person and it's got the chakra centers pointed out as little shapes. So in human design, they actually, yes. And there are six chakras, right? There are seven chakras in the traditional system, whereas human design adds another two and says, they say we're an evolving being. We actually have nine energy centers. So it's a little bit different, but there's generally seven in the middle. And then there's a couple extra ones on the side. And so how it works is the astrology comes into play. So we always look at somebody's birthplace, date, and birth time. The time is kind of important because we need that to get accurate information on the reading. And then it's like uh, the uh, I Ching comes in. So if you think of astrology, it's usually a circle, right? It's depicted as a circle and it's in 12 different pie pieces, we should say. And then you've got your 12 different zodiac signs that go around in a circle, right?
1: Have you ever seen that? It's depicted in a circle. I have not seen it in a circle, but I'm following, I'm visualizing a circle cut into 12 pieces with the different zodiac signs and the different zodiac signs are tagged to the month that you were born. So Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's like a clock where in human
2: design, we also have a little clock. We call it a Mandela. And instead of 12 zodiac signs around the border, we have 64 things that we call gates and they are part of the I Ching. So There's 64 pieces in the I Ching, which is a Chinese divination system. There's 64 gates in human design, and there's 64 genetic codons that make up human blueprint. So that's where the biology kicks in. Um, But you asked me to speak specifically about, oh, and the tree of life is like the channels that connect the different chakra centers in the, we call them centers in the human design. So in human design, we have nine of them. They go, Go down from the root, they're very similar. The root we've got the sacral, we've got the um, we call it the solar plexus on the one side, which is the emotions, the spleen on the other side, we have the self center, the throat center, the mind, the head, we even have a heart center. So, each of those has a different energy. So, what happens when you look at a human design chart, you'll see it's a bunch of shapes with a bunch of lines attaching them all and a bunch of numbers, and it looks really confusing. And that's where I come into play because I've studied this thing for years. And I can tell you what it means when you have this shape colored in and what it means when this shape is not colored in. So some people, if they're comparing charts, it's like, well, you have, why is yours colored in and mine isn't? Is there something wrong with mine? I hear that sometimes. And no, there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of the charts. They're all 100% brilliant. And they're all exactly the way they're meant to be. So what happens is, let's speak of the emotion center, for instance. This is one of the chakra centers in the system. So if somebody has that colored in, what that means is they have consistent access to the realm of emotions of the human being. So the human being has emotional waves that ride up and down. You know, one minute we're feeling good about something, then we're crashing, and then it goes back up and it rides back down. And it's this constant wave. And somebody with that not colored in, that center not defined, we call it. If it's colored in, it's defined. If it's not colored in, it's not defined. They won't have access to all this wave of emotions. Generally speaking, when they're by themselves, they're very calm, cool, and collected individuals. What happens when an emotionally defined person enters an environment, their energy actually sort of, their auric energy sort of infuses the room and they're the way they're feeling even if they're trying to hide feeling upset for instance they're putting on a happy face the people in that environment who have an undefined emotional center will pick up on that energy and a lot of times it'll enter their body and they'll be like i don't know why all of a sudden i'm feeling irritated they if they're really self-aware and if they understand human design this is what i've had to do over the years with a few people in my life who are emotionally defined and I'm not emotionally defined. So uh, it's, it's a very interesting back and forth dynamic. It's like a dance between, well, I'm feeling this way, but really I'm, I, I, it's, I didn't bring this to the table. Somebody else came in and brought that to the table. And now let's get clear on where this came from. Right?
1: So question there. So I would say, cause emotionally defined person versus a person that is not emotionally defined. So you could see a difference between a person who is an empath who takes on a lot of emotions from other people and they internalize it versus someone who's like... Mm. It is what it is. Like you could kind of see maybe an empath is more colored in than a non-empath. Would you agree? I would actually say the opposite because the non-colored in is what takes
2: on energy. It takes on conditioning from other designs. The people who are colored in, they're defined in a certain way. This is who they are. They have consistent access to a specific way of being. Now we all have access to all ways of being throughout our lifetime because the planets are constantly moving and transiting and lighting up different aspects of our charts but the people who I would uh, define as empaths would most likely be those with a lot of white in their chart because they're taking on energies from other people and not always recognizing that it's not coming from them and they don't always know what to do with it how to give it back in a graceful way right I know a lot of people who would prefer not to leave their houses because things are just so overwhelming
1: (laughs) Yeah, and especially with what's going on in the world, like in the US, you have so many things that are going on different from where you are, Anna, in Canada, but there are a lot of parallels. And sometimes people, instead of going out and living their life, they choose to be a recluse and just stay in their house because it's their comfort zone. And another thing I want to ask before we wind down, because I want to be respectful of your time, Anna. So with human design, how do you talk about that with someone who is spiritually grounded? Maybe they come from a Christian home, a Jewish home, maybe they're Buddhist or et cetera, and they every religion has a different form and yes they respect and honor their religion but there's something more that they want to get out of it and sometimes depending on what type of religion you're in they tell you not to look at certain things because they feel like it's the woo-woos but i feel like we are all human beings that are on this plane to explore and as we begin to explore maybe we begin to tap into our higher purpose and calling because each one of us was placed on this earth for a specific reason?
2: Well, I would say to that, that's another great question, Genesis. I would say that this doesn't take away from any religious belief that anybody has. People have a faith, a specific belief in a specific God or gods or whatever they believe in to be true. That's great. Human design isn't asking anybody to give that up. Human design is just another tool. Some people find themselves through religion. Some people find their true purpose through their religious faith. Other people have both. They have a religious faith and they curious brings them to a human design reading just to see what it has to say about themselves. And then they can weigh it out. Well, okay, it's human design. Basically, I find just gives us permission to be ourselves, point blank. It just gives us permission to be ourselves. And many of us have lost touch with who that actually is based on all the conditioning we've gotten over our lives. So it's just a way to come back to yourself. And yourself could be believing in absolutely any kind of religious faith. It, it really doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't take away from, it maybe just adds to. But everybody would have to feel into themselves. If they think this is too woo-woo, then I wouldn't recommend it at all. You no. Know?
1: So I encourage people, whenever you think about human design, if you're coming from a certain background that may not necessarily condone it, use your gut instinct and your spirit of discernment to let yourself walk through this journey. Because if you find out something about yourself through human design, that could be a parallel or complement maybe your spiritual awakening, your spiritual journey, or whatever else is going on in and throughout your life. If this can help you, then just be open-minded, be optimistic, and don't just shut it down because sometimes we are taught a certain way, but who's to say that teaching was actually gold? And just like the world is evolving, we as individuals must continue to evolve and become a better human being, a better person for ourselves, and look for ways to plant a seed because that seed is going to eventually reap a harvest. Look for ways to leave our imprint because our imprint drives an impact and that impact allows us to be the world changers we desire to be. And also by you knowing who you are, you're not going to fall victim to what other people want you to be because you're secure with yourself. And Anna, I want you to close us out with one or two gems that would either educate Inspire or motivate, or maybe it's something that keeps you going that you want to impact today. Okay, well said, Genesis. I just have to say that.
2: <laughs> so I would just encourage everybody to get a free chart done up on, I think you can go to mybodygraph.com if you know your information, your birth time, your birthplace, and your birth date. And you'll get some free tidbits right then and there. You don't have to pay anybody for them. They'll tell you your energy type. And so my key uh, to you is if you... There's four, five basic energy types. There's... Well, there's energy and non-energy. So the types are projector, manifester, manifesting, generator, and reflector. And I think I missed one. But anyways, the point being... that once you get that information, you can come on to my website and I have a free some interviews there as well where I go into what the different types are and why that's important to understand your different type. And it'll also tell you your authority. So I love what you said about listen to your gut instinct, because that is one of the authorities. We too often are trained to listen to our minds, but the answers lie within our bodies. And they sometimes are in different places in our bodies, again, depending on our human design so I have another free interview that you can listen to on my website about your authority so once you get those two pieces of information with your free chart I invite you to go to that website and listen to another couple of trainings that I give they're fairly short Uh, one is an hour one is maybe 40 no 15 minutes and I'm really curious to hear what you get from that when you learn these little pieces about yourself and what it means and how you can apply it to your daily life.
1: And now, what you all have been waiting for, how to get in contact with Anna Rona. Anna, let us know how they could connect with you on social media, plug your website, and all of your information will be in the show notes as well. Sure. Yeah. So, Instagram, I am
2: Anna Rona Holistic with a W. And on Facebook, I have a group called Awaken Woman and I have two websites. You can find me at readmydesign.com. That's R-E-A-D, mydesign, D-E-S-I-G-N.com. That is where you'll find all that free training for yourself to listen to when you discover your type and authority. And my other website is my name, which is A-N-N-A-W-R-O-N-A. Dot .com and thank you so much for this opportunity genesis i've had a wonderful chat
1: with you and look forward to potentially doing it again sometime my pleasure anna and thank you so much for teaching us today on human design and what goes into human design and just getting us you know the education to just explore something that we may have not tapped into and listeners and viewers make sure you connect with anna If you're interested in learning more about human design, she has a lot of tools and resources on both of her websites where you can plug in and continue to advance learning about yourself and showing up to be the best optimal version of you because there's only one you and it's not time to be a carbon copy because carbon copies are just here for a moment, gone the next. That's why the letters fade away after a certain time. But if you are seeing yourself as a masterpiece and you see yourself as a vital part in society and in your world, then you're going to do what you need to do to make sure that you are secure, whole, and complete with your mind, body and soul. And until we chat next time, peace, love and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on our YouTube channel. At Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp, have yourself an amazing
0: day and believe in you. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to Gems Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email.